Hello, everybody, and happy Friday to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for returning to another episode of One Word with Miss Liz. And yes, I am Miss Liz, and it is my pleasure, as well as my delight, to bring you the Word of God. And what a ride we have had with our One Word Mercy. And I have to admit, even though I struggled with presenting this due to the amount of repeating I thought I was doing, I actually took a a look at Psalms 136. Now, I love all the Psalms, but Psalms 136 blows me away every time I read it. I love the repetition that makes this Psalm stand out above all the others. I love the fact that Psalms 136 is a history psalm that because of its refrain can get turned into a love poem. I love it that it affirms again and again what we desperately need to hear again and again. Not once, but 26 times. And now I challenge you to read Psalms 136 and you tell me what it is that's repeated. 26 times. Now, I think that whenever God speaks, you and I should humbly be quiet and listen. But I also think that we should pay careful attention to those places where God chooses to repeat himself, even more so when he repeats himself so many times. Why does God repeat over and over through the the pen of the psalmist? He's saying, for his steadfast love endures forever. Well, you know, there's two answers to that question why he repeats over and over. First, there is no reality more radical with a personal sense of identity than this. The story of a God of love invading the world in the person of his son of love to establish his kingdom of love by a radical sacrifice of love and to forgive us in love and draw us into his family of love and then to send us out as ambassadors of that very same love. The entire hope of fallen humanity rests on this one thing. That there is a Savior who is eternally steadfast in redeeming, forgiving, reconciling, transforming, and delivering love. Without this, the Bible is just a book of interesting stories and helpful principles. But it is devoid of any power to fix what sin has broken. Now, the second reason God repeats this refrain is that we have no experience in our lives of this kind of love. You always begin to understand anything that is new to you from the vantage point of your own experience. All the human love that we have experienced has been flawed in some kind of way, but not God's love. His love is perfect and perfectly steadfast forever. In this one 
uh, single most stunning reality in the life of a believer. God has placed his love on us and he will never again remove it. There's a reason to continue no matter how hard life seems and how weak you might feel. A dose of mercy has the power to transform lives. Yet, we still hide from God's call to show mercy sometimes. So let's wrap up today by looking at one more story from the Bible. And let's look at Jonah. And the scripture says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. And this is what what God said. Go to the city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away to Tarsus. You know, silly, silly Jonah. He actually thought he could hide from God. But God was one step ahead of him. The Bible says the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. And it appeared that the ship would just break apart. The workers on the ship were afraid, so they start throwing things off to lighten up the ship. But good old Jonah, he was down in the, in the bottom of the ship, fast asleep. So I just need to fast forward a little bit. So I'll just give you the task of reading that whole book of Jonah. Now I hear you talk about read the whole book of Jonah. Uh, It's only four chapters. You can do it. So just have at it. Read those four chapters in Jonah. So, well, Jonah was thrown off the ship into the sea. You know, they was lightening the load. Then they come across him down there sleeping. They're like, okay, this must be the, the culprit right here. So they threw him off into the sea. But God was merciful and prepared a fish to swallow Jonah up. And after about three days and three nights, God had the fish. And let me just read it from Jonah. It's Jonah 2.10. The Lord spoke to the fish and the fish vomited Jonah up onto dry land. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time, telling him to go to Nineveh. But now it was a three day journey. But guess what? Jonah made it in one day. So when Jonah got there, he told the people that in 40 days, their city would be overthrown. And just a little sidebar about Jonah. He really wanted Nineveh to be destroyed. But the people believed God and they called the fast. Even the king left his throne and took off his robe and put on sackcloth and even sat in ashes. And then he gave a decree that everyone, that even the animals... No food, no water. Well, the scripture says God saw their works and saw that they repented of their evil. So this caused God to extend mercy. Well, let me tell you this. This made Jonah hotter than fish grease. And listen to what he told God in uh, chapter four, verse two. I knew that you were a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and had great kindness and repented of, you know, people of their evil. You know, if they repented, you would forgive them kind of thing. In other words, he is telling God, I knew you would extend mercy because that's what you do. 
He was so upset about it. He wanted God to end his life. Well, that didn't work out so well for him. So he stormed out the city and he made a booth and sat under it, still hoping God would destroy the city. Now, it was hotter than hot out there as Jonah sat out there sulking. But what does God do? He did what he always does. He extended mercy and caused a bush to grow up and give shade over his head. Well, the next day, it gets a little comical here. God prepared a worm and it killed the bush. You know, just started eating at the roots and the bush died. So he didn't have no covering. So the sun was bearing down on him along with the east wind that God has sent, the scripture says. It was so hot that Jonah fainted. So according to the conversation God had with Jonah, he was telling Jonah he had pity on a bush, but not for the people of Nineveh. This is a story of a great example of what not to be. And there's also a lesson that no man can sink so low as to be beyond forgiveness. As a prophet of God, Jonah has sunk about as low as he could go. But God would still forgive him. It also shows us uh, the scripture that came much later. And if we look at Luke 6, 36, you know, and that's been one of our scriptures we talked about this week. It says, be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. So one last thought we can find in one of, of my favorite scriptures. It tells us where to find mercy. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace, grace, I'm sorry, with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So one final question, what follows you on a daily basis? And I'll give you a hint because it's from my other favorite scripture, Psalms 23.6 that we talked about on yesterday. It says, surely your goodness and your mercy follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So what am I saying to you? Just allow mercy to, to have its work in you. You know, allow mercy to follow you. If mercy's following you, Guess what? It's easy to extend mercy. So let goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this word that you have given us for this week, God. Thank you how you have caused our hearts to be illuminated with light, Father. And as we have looked at mercy and as we continue to look at mercy, God, let that mercy be uh, given out through us, God. Let us be instruments of extending mercy. Thank you, Father, that you teach us on a daily basis how to be merciful. We want to be merciful as you are merciful, God, and we want to dwell in your house forever. We thank you, God, that we are are, uh, looking at this through new eyes, God, that we take it and we hide it in our hearts 
that we will not sin against you. Thank you, Father, for the work that you continuously do in our hearts, how you make us over, how you make us new day by day as we steadfastly seek your word and seek your truth. Thank you, Father, that we will be the better because of it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I do pray that this has helped you in some way uh, as we have went through this this week. And I'm going to ask a little favor of you. If you could, uh, if you're listening to this, I think on Spotify, they have a a little place that you could actually leave a message uh, there. If you can't do it on Spotify, look on Anchor FM and find me uh, on Anchor FM and leave a message on how this is helping you. Uh, and share it, you know, share it with your friends, you know, on Spotify, you can hit that share button. You could share it by uh, text message. You could share it on your social media accounts. Let's just share the word. It's not about me getting numbers. It's about us getting this word. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you returned on next week. Uh, and since we talked about mercy, I think it's only befitting that we talk about grace on next week. So next week, Monday, we will start our new word, which will be grace. So until then, be blessed and remember, extend mercy and know this, that one word could change the course of your life. We'll see you on next week.